0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Talk show Recorded live.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I'm Rosalind Jordan Mills, and I'm standing in for my good friend, Sandra Keys. Um, She's not going to be on tonight because we want to uh, extend our condolences to her family as she has lost a loved one. Um, so she won't be on tonight, but we just want to, you know, extend our prayers, let her know that our thoughts are with her and the family, and her family here at T25CL Entertainment and Galaxy, Galaxy Talk Radio are with her every step of the way, okay? So we're going to have a pre-recorded show with her So, ladies and gentlemen, hold on tight. Here we go.
0: All
1: right. This is Sandra Keys, and you're listening to Keys to the Kingdom at T25CL.com. Thank you all for joining me on today. We have an explosive show for you. It's going to be part two of our financial literacy uh, show. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we had a young lady on Kendra who talked to us about Um, just being financially literate, um, making sure that you have all your ducks in a row, making sure that you're leaving a legacy behind for your family. And so we're going to continue on on that vein. Uh, My special guest today is Ms. Sheila L. Tyson. But before I get to her, I just want to tell you a little bit about C25CL. Amen. It is an independent music and movie distributor. Amen. What we do here, we have great movies here for you to rent or buy, and a ton of independent music artists who have their music online for you to check out and, and either purchase or listen to. We also have a 24-7 radio station. And what's unique about that radio station is that you never know what type of music it's going to play next. It could be gospel. It could be R&B. It could be ragged. It could be jazz. It's a combination of everything 24-7. We are well-liked across the united states and abroad russia being one of our greatest uh listening stations, listeners so please tune in and check us out on t 5 cl we also have talk shows that run from monday to friday mine being a last. but we have talk shows on every subject every day of the week at 7:30 p.m so you are welcome to tune in every day of the week and just be informed about what's going on amen all right thank you guys for joining me um, I have a special guest today that's going to help us further our financial literacy. Her name is Ms. Sheila L. Tyson, and I'm going to read her bio before I have her come on. Sheila L. Tyson intends to indemnify the various insurance, retirement, annuities, and RIAs, Index, Universal, Life, and Whole Life products that are on the market today. She ensures that her clients are easily equipped to make an informed decision as to which products will best solve their insurance and retirement needs. Ms. Tyson especially loves educating clients on all of the noise surrounding the insurance market. She explains why some of the products advertised on TV and sent to their homes through direct mail may or may not be the right product for them. And we do get a lot of those in the mail, excuse me. Ms. Tyson's approach to uh, educating potential clients is simple and straightforward. She has the mindset that not everyone she needs will become her client, but at least they will walk away being better informed. Amen. Ms. Tyson has worked in the financial services industry for over 31 years and only represents highly rated insurance companies. And with that, I'd like to introduce to some and present to others, Ms. Sheila Tyson. How are you, Ms. Sheila? Yes, goodbye. Hi. Hi. Good. How are you doing today? I'm finding you. Great! Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I like what you say about not every client, not every person will become your client, but at least they'll walk away being a better informed consumer. Uh, that's a great. That's a great testament to your, um, to your uh, passion to help people. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. So tell us, what is it that you offer to people to help them? Okay. First of all, I'm an independent insurance agent, which means I can write for many of these companies out here. I only write for the highly rated companies. Mm -hmm. And what I do, I take the approach of educating my clients first because there's so much out there. And a lot of the clients that I'm running into, a lot of people just don't know, therefore they are purchasing the wrong type of policy. Now, everybody just about that's over 50 years old get all the mail coming to their house and they're looking at the late-night televisions and they're sending off their information and their check to this company. Mm -hmm. The problem with some of that is that they're buying term, five-year term, or they're buying graded or two-year graded policy. Now, what that means is So let's say if somebody maybe just has diabetes or taking a high blood blood pressure or taking even insulin, well, they could get in a policy that is a day one coverage, meaning that if the law was to take them a month after it was written written Mm -hmm. and they told the truth on the application, the family would receive whatever that face amount is. Uh Now, if they are placed in a two-year graded or modified policy what that means is that the beneficiary their loved ones probably was cheated out of 10 or 15 or twenty thousand dollars if you will uh-huh. so I, I'm, I'm telling people and I'm warning people know what you are purchasing because Maybe. at the time of need that is not the time to find out that you don't have what you thought you had that's true. That's true. But the unfortunate thing about
1: life insurance is nobody wants to deal with it. And and what you don't realize is the younger you are when you purchase it, the better you are, the better off you are. If you wait until you're 50 and 60 years old, sometimes they cut it off at 65. You can't even purchase it anymore from some insurance companies. Then you're dealing with um, higher premiums. Uh, and then your choices are turned. You're not going to be able to afford probably the whole life and universal policies. Am I correct?
2: Well, that was in the past. Now, okay. I have companies where I go all the way up to age 85. And let me wow. just be clear. That's the first I heard of that. Okay. Okay. I tell people that the insurance industry is the best kept secret from a lot of people. Okay. Um, so both in terms of buying the correct policy and even career. So when you say that, the, of course, the younger you are, the stronger you are, and the healthier you are, the cheaper. You yes. make no mistake about it. Yes. But the reason why I always tell everybody it's expensive. It's expensive because the majority of the people that I know, a lot of our people in our, our communities, uh-huh. they buy the wrong policy. They keep them for a year or two or they'll keep them for a few months and then they'll let them go and yes. then they'll try to do it again. Yes. Well, the insurance company benefits from that. Oh. oh, and how so? Because you just don't them the money. They're not going to give it back to you unless there's some cash value in there. And I'll get into that also.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, When it comes to anybody coming to me over 50 years old, they have to have a real, real good reason. And it's gonna be besides, um, it's cheaper. Otherwise, I will not sell them a term policy. Because at that point in their life, if they don't have any insurance, they need to get into something permanent. Because if they get into something term, God forbid, well, we know if they keep living, they're going to get older. That's but right. the chances are they can come down with some health challenges. That's so right. if they're in a five-year term and then they'll try to get the policy renewed or get another policy, that's when it comes in that they probably won't be able to get it or it would be too expensive. Yeah. Now tell me this, because we have someone
1: on that kind of educated us on the difference between terms, uh, whole life, and uh, mm-hmm. the now, but what, I, but what I'm hearing from you is something new. What we didn't touch on is people that you said you have insurance companies that will write insurance up to 85 years old. What type of insurance? Because I'm not 85, but what if I have a parent that's in that age group and I wanted to buy insurance for them? How, how, does, that, how, how does that happen? How, is, how do you go about
2: doing that? And what type of policy would I be able to purchase? Okay, you'll get um, definitely a whole life policy. Now we're not talking about there's no way I'm gonna get somebody eighty you or know, over eighty five, a hundred thousand and if I could you would probably wouldn't be able to afford it. Right. But up to eighty five, I could get them up to probably thirty five thousand yeah good good health. Fifteen modified if you know have some health challenges. But I definitely can get them with some type of coverage
1: something to bury them with where you don't have
2: to take up a collection plate from the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and and yes. one reason why I'm so passionate, I love insurance, insurance, period. Too. But one I'm of love my love. main things that I love is getting people that don't have any insurance, just a little basic policy. Fine. I'm going around trying to tell people we're going to have some dignity and leave a legacy. Um, right. I am so against every time I say go on me. I just uh, something just uh, run all over me because it uh, never uh, was intended to be a funeral It It's always placed having a life insurance. That's true. That's true. But, but yes, people, you see like, it. Saying when people are younger, they
1: feel invincible, and they just don't look at the what if. Uh, I don't look so what I mean, that's just not something that they want to concentrate on or focus on. So no, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah. I have a Uh, Let's see if they have any questions. I have a caller in uh, California, Northeast California. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Do you have any questions? Yes, I do. Hello,
0: Sister Tyson. Hello. Now, this is Grace, and I want to uh, go on something with you. In 1955, my aunt got a policy. It was for $1,000. She paid $2.45 back in the day. Well, after she became ill, uh, her daughter was going through her records and showed that she was still paying as of 2005 on okay. the same policy. So she, so my question is, what age did the uh, policy mature? Because you're paying from 1955 to 2005 only for a thousand dollars and they, She surrendered the policy and they gave her five hundred dollars for that. Okay. Is that okay. Me, uh,
2: Sister Grace, yes. those were the policies back in the day, and I am an insurance agent, so no way publicly on this radio station will I tell you my real, true feelings on those type policy, but I will be glad to talk to you offline on that. But we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of those old, old policies back in the day. Now, I will submit to you, nowadays, um, you won't see too much of that, Right. Um,
0: uh-huh.
2: it's going to build better cash and better interest rate. But at some point I talked to people about um, getting even a paid up policy. Um, and back in 1955, I could imagine what type of policy that was. And two dollars, that was the day that the insurance man came by the house and picked That's up a right. book, book
0: mm-hmm.
2: And, mm-hmm. and noted it in the book. Well, we mm-hmm. don't quite do insurance like that nowadays. Um, I
1: guess my question was
2: going to be, don't don't you
0: think? Well, I'm not saying don't you think, but wouldn't the insurance company owe them more money? Like if you you've been paying on a policy for
2: how many years since 1955 to 2005?
1: So
2: right, right. That time, we the don't know that it was written up on. No, they they're not going to um, owe them more money, unfortunately. But Mm -hmm. nowadays, we write whole life policies, and I can give you example. Sometimes people say to me, well, what if I live past, whatever, 20 years? Um, What if I could save up that money? Well, nowadays, I always say to them, how much have you saved already? Because I could show them the cash that builds up into a policy. Now, remember, Mm -hmm. you're taking a chance, uh, if, if, if you will. If you are taking out a policy that say, if I prematurely die, my loved ones will get this uh, premium the, the face amount. but on the mm-hmm. other hand, we have policy nowadays that if you live see we're so trained to real uh, to talk about death if we die, if we die right. but what about right. you live? We have right. policy now that if you live at some point and you need to make a substantial loan, the cash is in that policy.
0: Right.
2: The interest, more or less. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Would that be considered the interest? No, it's the cash accumulation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right,
0: well, we're talking about I
2: can imagine that policy
1: probably that your aunt had. She was probably... um, a victim of fraud, no telling what they were selling black people back in the day. And I know Sheila won't say that, but I I, won't. But on the radio, I won't. Yeah, I will say that, you know, uh, a lot of our people, you know, were just misled and were cheated. And so that's why there was they only gave her $500 after how many years paying on that insurance policy? (laughs) That is crazy. But anyway, that's why we're here. That's why we're trying to inform people so that they won't be making the same mistake going forward. And not even the same mistakes because some people won't even buy a policy. We're trying to get educate people to let them know that, you know, forgo those panties, forgo those, those high heels, forgo some of the things that you know you don't need, and really think about the future of your family. Think about what would happen to your family if you were to go suddenly, you know, or if you were to come down with an illness. And I know I shared with everybody on the last call that that was one of the cases that happened to me. My husband came down with Parkinson's disease. So that was, you know, income. He wasn't able to work anymore. But luckily I had a policy in place, and, I, and I'm so glad because I didn't know this. I, I just happened to have a great insurance person but once he became ill, okay, he became ill in 2009, and I had been paying on that insurance policy up until um, actually a few months ago when I found out, when another insurance patient came in and she kind of looked at the policy and found out my husband had a disability, she was like, well, you know, there's a waiver on there. Once you become disabled, you don't have to pay that right. credit anymore. And that was a blessing to me because in the, in the meantime, I was laid off from my job. So, you know, these were insurance policies that I was paying for with Edith, that all of a sudden was becoming a problem. So, um, I, so that was a blessing. So now, you know, I don't have to worry about his insurance policy premiums. Those are going to be paid regardless because of the uh, endorsement or because of the writer I had on that policy. But I say thank God to my insurance agency, uh, agent, and that's why it's important to The insurance policy is is very important, but it's important that you have some kind of trust and rapport with your insurance agent and know that she is or he is giving you the right information. Am I correct, Sheila, on that? You are absolutely correct on that. Absolutely correct. Amen. 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 Another thing that benefited me while being being, uh, unemployed is that my family, um, I wasn't able to pay the premiums on some months. So there was um, money that had built up in that policy that I could, you know, take from, that I could borrow from to pay the premium for a few That's months. Right. It's great. So these things are great to have when you're going through. You know what That's I mean? Right. That's, and, That's cash value. Exactly. So, I, like I said, I didn't know all this, that I had all this in my insurance policy, but I'm thankful to the person who was looking out for me. The only mistake I made with her is I purchased insurance for all my husband and my kids, but what I didn't do is I purchased insurance for myself because I said, well, I have insurance on my job because at the time I had a great job with great benefits. And so I thought, you know, I would be good. Well, it turned out when I lost my job, I couldn't even afford that insurance anymore. And I was kicking myself in the head saying I should have been purchased insurance when she, when my insurance agent was telling me I should have purchased insurance. So that's what I was here to kind of educate everybody on this because we don't expect things to go wrong in our families, but unfortunately they do. They do, and we and there's no way to prevent it. But if you have the right insurance policies, I, I guarantee you. Some of the burden, some of the load of how you're gonna pay and how you're gonna keep up stuff, it would be alleviated because even if I needed some money, and I, I would have been able to borrow off my insurance policies, you know, to help me out. So absolutely, I'm, amen, amen. So I'm, that's why I know a lot of people don't think this is a boring topic, boring conversation, but this is a necessary conversation that maybe you don't feel comfortable having with your loved one. Well, we're trying to educate you here, keys to the kingdom, T25CL, amen, with Miss Sheila Tyson as my guest. What more can you help us with? What more can you add to what I've kind of given you a scenario of? And do you have another
2: scenario where you know you knocked somebody out? Yes, I do, but let me just say this. You ought to start, you are to come with me if you um, decide you don't want to do radio anymore. You <laughs> sound like a great insurance agent. And then well, you I, can say this:
1: well, I am in insurance, actually. I am in insurance, but I'm on the property and liability side, and okay. I dabble a little bit with Atlas. But okay. I, I, like I wasn't that good of a salesperson with Atlas, even though I knew the importance of it, I just didn't. I just wasn't good at it. So I'm back in the property and liability part of it. But thank you, I appreciate
2: it. So <laughs> let me just say this: when you say, and I say this all the time. You know, people go, oh, the insurance person. They never want to talk to the insurance person. They start talking like that with me. But I always tell the people, actually, let me say this to you. You may not want to talk to me, the insurance lady, I say, but go home and let the good Lord call you home tonight and tell you that thou work is done down here on earth. Come on up and get your reward. Amen. I guarantee you, your loved ones, will want to talk to me before they talk to the preacher, right. the bishop, That's the right. priest, and even That's the funeral right. home. Why? Because That's I right. represent the check. That's right. That's so, right. And when yes. you, when I talk to people like that, then they realize. But here's what I tell people all the time. You, love, you say you love your family. When I always ask people, well, how much you love your family? Cause, because those who care prepare. And when, if you could just think about, if you know you the breadwinner or your wife or your family can barely make it with all the checks in the house and then X you out, because what people need to realize, after death, that is not the end of the story, both Amen. spiritually and financially. Amen. Life goes on. Amen. So if your income is gone, think about the rent or the mortgage, all the other expenses move on. That's right. So if they done had to bury you, you didn't know, have no insurance, um, that's a strain on the family. And then when I tell people, when you have grown children or family members, and you know that they're not the responsible ones, most of us have those type people in our family. Yes, ma'am. And if you know that you're going to be responsible for their ongoing services, my position is, why wouldn't you take out a little policy on them? Amen. And Amen. guess what? I also tell people, it's no harm to take out a little bit more than what you're going to need. That's true. Because That's true. To, I tell I, I my Facebook page. I really believe this. Insurance money changes lives. It does. It the does. insurance companies have plenty. Yeah, Trillions do. of dollars, they and they do. I am telling my people it's time for us to come to the table, yeah, pull yeah. up the chair, yeah, and get us a slice of this big cake, that yeah. natural cake, yeah, yeah, another thing I'm teaching people that have dignified home going services, yeah. but I don't want to go to any more home going services where the Homegoing service costs more than the person's total asset. and then wow. I look over there and I see some grandchildren or somebody that should have been left some of that money, at least for a book. Because yeah. here's what I teach: a legacy is, even if it's just five hundred dollars, you left something. Right.
0: Right. Hey anyway, that's, that's
2: a
1: good point. What is the amount? That's a good point because this is something I've never discussed before. This is um. But what what is considered, uh, what is an amount for, and I know it varies depending on where you live, but what would you consider a decent amount for a funeral, to pay for a funeral? But, well, because nowadays, the people, I know people are cremating folks because it's less expensive, but still it costs to cremate folks. So what do you
2: consider? Okay, um, so you you done open up a whole a whole, I whole have, other subject with that. it. Cremation. This is how I feel about cremation. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you are cremating someone because that's what they really desire, then I don't have a problem with that. Right. But if you are cremating mama or sister or whatever because of lack of preparation, I have a problem with that. That's a, that's a shame. And yeah, a lot of people do because they're doing free. it. Now, cremation. Because people now are more and more people are being cremated, then the cremation cost is going up. Yeah. yeah. But now mm-hmm. I have to be careful because things I teach people about how to shop with the funerals, I don't want to make the film directors angry with me because they are good, good people. They just want to get paid. Right. But I tell people we are the worst consumers. And the reason why I'm saying that, because I'm seeing a lot of this now, where people have their loved ones uh, cremated.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
2: they offer them, some of the pure homes now offer them a jewelry with the ashes in the jewelry. Now, Uh Uh I love my family. My father passed away a few years ago my brother. I love them. I love them. Uh-huh. But let me just say this to you: Had they even been cremated, I would want no part of them around my neck, my ankle, my <laughs> finger. <laughs> I know, I get that. I so
1: me either. I agree with you on that. Hold on, let me see if I have anybody with any questions. I know that there are people who are logged on to chat. If you have any questions for Michelle Tyson, please type them in so I can read them out to her. Um, I have, um, I know I lost Grace, but I think I lost her again. All right. Um, I know I have a lady, Rosa25, out there, and I have a guest number six out there. So if guys have any questions, please, please feel free to um, log in and, and chat and ask a question. Now, going back to the cremation, no, I wouldn't want anybody hanging on my neck as well. And I don't know, I guess it's a fad or whatever that they're trying to do. But the fact is, a lot of people, I do believe, cremate because they're trying to save money. Like you said, they are ill-prepared. They're um, ill-prepared. So That's why we're trying to... Okay, now tell me, what what are some of the ways that you try to go out there to reach some of the young families? Cause, and then they have a lot of single uh, head-of-household families. What do you do to try to reach those, those families? Say, like... A
2: mother, a single mother with children. Okay, so I do a lot of speaking in churches, and uh-huh. I try to um, go out in the public and just, I go in hair shop some charities, because that's where you're going to catch a lot of your single mothers. Yeah. And and I try to tell them, you in here are paying 65 to $85 for some hair, which is great. You need to look nice. Yeah. However, what about this child and what about you? And what I'm saying is that we need to get these young kids and put them on a decent policy that, and there again, I'm telling them, nobody has to die because we're so programmed to think about death. Yes, right. you have a death benefit, but what about a college planning fund? Right. What about for you a plan to accumulate some cash to supplement your retirement? Yeah. And so that's how I try to reach them. And then I'm also, you touched on something just a, a little bit that I'm passionate about teaching people about. A lot of times people say, well, I have the insurance on my job. Well, if you get fired, laid off, or when you retire, guess what? All those policies are group term life or group universal. They build absolutely no cash, no term policies. That's
1: That's right, and that's what
2: happened to me for sure.
1: So I was ignorant in that, but I've learned, but I've learned too late. Um, but I'm trying to help other people. If you're depending on that insurance that you have on the job, I suggest that you buy a policy outside of that job. It's okay to have that one, but have one outside of the job. Amen. And try to make sure that they have some of the writers that I talked about a waiver in case you become disabled. Um, They even have now, and this is what I didn't have and I wish I had, they even have the writers now where say like you become disabled and you need to be... Uh, put into a nursing home. They now have those typewriters too. And I Correct. think, being that um, I think now my ex husband, but being that my um, ex husband is now in a nursing home, I wish I had to had that coverage because that would have came in handy. But Correct. but what I try to tell everybody now, while you're young and healthy, these are things you don't think you'll need, but you never know. So
2: it's better to be safe and sorry, and put it on your policy just in case absolutely, absolutely. They have those terminal riders, those are, so if you get terminally ill, God forbid, and the doctor says you're going to live X amount of time, right. you could withdraw a huge amount of your faith amount for while you're living. Yeah. And then whatever is left over is paid to your beneficiaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But actually when you were talking about the employment, one of the biggest um, people, group of people are the government employees. I work with a lot of them lately, and they have no idea about the FEGLI, which stands for is the Federal Employee Group Life Insurance. Uh-huh. And that one, when they retire, leave, they always have that option B, and the four times their salary. Imagine the horror that I see on people face when they're 59, 60, give and retire, and I tell them, uh, this is what it would cost you if you want to keep this, well, there's no way they can afford it. I know. I know. There's no way. I know. I so mean, I'm telling them, why you are you there? there. Get a decent that's policy. That's right. And, and I and, tell them, cheaper is not always better. And that even means when you buy an insurance, cheaper is not better. I agree. I agree. And
1: so that's what this show is all about. Uh, this show is about educating people. So that when that time does come, when that unexpected, thing coming. I mean, we don't know what it is. But I, I guarantee you somebody in your family is going to become ill. Somebody is going to die unexpectedly. It's just a fact of life. So we need to prepare as much as possible. I think that we as black people, we have our priorities in the wrong place. We're instead trying to, you know, buy, 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 but it's not the right stuff. You know, it's not the right stuff. You best believe rich people have their their ducks in a row, they have stock accounts and everything else in case of something happens, in the case of something. We don't have all that, but you can put some of that in an insurance
0: policy, amen,
1: that will help you out in case of the what if, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I know I just because of my life experience, I was really passionate about having somebody come on and talk because I know what I've gone through personally. And I wouldn't want the same thing to happen to me to happen to anybody else. Like I said, I was halfway prepared, but not all the way. But I'm thankful for what I do have, because I would be in a much worse situation. So I'm just trying to help those out there. And maybe you have already, those of you who are listening, have had some kind of issue, and you're probably going now, hmm, what if I had had this in place? I probably would be OK. Now, only thing I'm waiting for now is that um, I guess I was supposed to, because my husband was, was disabled back at and I played on the premiums. I'm trying to get all that money back. So that's been a battle with me, the insurance company, trying to get all that money back because they keep saying that his job is not responding about how long he works. So that I'm back and forth on that. But that, if I'm able to get that money back, that that would be great for me. Amen. All right. I have a question uh, from uh, Miss Lady Rosa Twenty Five. A friend has a policy for final arrangements that their agent says they can have their children help in paying the policy premium. That question is to you. A friend has a policy for final arrangements that their agent says they can have their children help in paying the policy premium. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, is
2: it? No, no, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's what I, I encourage. If people know that their parents can't afford a policy and they're going to have to make all the arrangements and pay out their own policy. Uh, pocket they need to be proactive and they could pay for the policy they become the own the owner the parent become the insured, and then they make themselves the beneficiary okay and, and another thing I teach I teach and in all situations just about especially with um, children whoever paying whoever paying make themselves the owner right. um, because who, he or she who owns control because if you make somebody let's say you make your child uh the uh owner he, he could change the beneficiary anytime he wants to yeah 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 he could cancel out the policy and take the cash that's in the policy and ah, he's the owner so you paying the policy make yourself the owner yeah
1: and that's what i do on my um on my children i am the owner on their policy and i was the owner on my husband's policy um yeah um, so, I hope that answers your question. And, Um, Lady Robertson 25, I hope that answers your question. Um, now, talking about um, just burial insurance, I know they just have coverage for just when you pass away.
2: Um, is that okay. a policy to buy? Okay, let me, let me just clear this up about long, long term. So, and I tell people this, and I know some other agents are not going to like what I'm going to say. Whether it's burial, uh, universal, like, final sense, all these all terms, terms you hear, all of them are insurance costs. The reason why some people say burial or not say burial is the because, because usually there's a small, small amount, not, like up to 20000 $20, And people usually use those for final spinal, and burial but it is so a whole life policy, or sometimes some people turn, I won't, I won't. Okay.
1: So you don't like term insurance at
2: all? It all depends on, if it's a good business, if, some, if I sit down with somebody, like I said, over 50 and they just want it because it's cheaper, i will going to do that. Today day have to buy someone else, and I feel passionate about that, because in five years, they'll be 55. It's going to cost them over. And and Doctor did if they get some health challenges. Now, I would sell the term to business owners. Or, uh, they have a specific reason why they want a term for policy. Sometimes mortgage protection but people have other policies in place and they just want a policy to specifically cover the time of their mortgage. Meaning that if somebody's truly dying at home then they can and use they that policy for either pay down
1: on the mortgage or pay off. Okay, I'm hearing a bad echo right now. Did you put yourself on speaker or something? No, I haven't, I haven't changed anything. I oh, okay, because it was clear, but now it's starting to echo. Sorry about Sorry about that, lady, Rosa. Um, it is starting to echo a little bit. Um, so you prefer putting somebody in a hole, like So basically, you try not to do term at all if you don't have to. But I know a lot of people you ch- uh, choose term just to um, just to because it's cheaper, because it's cheaper, like you're saying. And you, and you just want, oh, hi, Lady Rosalyn. And so you just want to, um, you just, you're just trying to conserve your little money, but you know you need to have an insurance policy in case something happens to you. Correct. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this is Sandra Keys. I'm gonna do a little break. This is Sandra Keys. You're listening to Keys to the Kingdom at T25CL. We are a music and movie independent music and movie distributor. Uh, please check us out. Check out our website. We have some great movies, and we also have some great, great independent musicians on here. Also, there's a 24/7 radio station that plays all kind of music on one station. So you can get gospel one minute, you can get jazz one minute, you can get uh, uh Day Woman is a great station. Tune in, check it out. I'm sure that you will enjoy it. And leave us some comments on it. Amen. All right. Today my guest is Ms. Sheila L. Tyson, and uh, she's helping me out with part two of financial literacy. We're trying to empower our people to make the right decisions when it comes to their money. Try to, and this is all about. This is really all about protecting your income protecting your family amen because we don't want you to leave this world and then your family has to all of a sudden struggle because their income is missing okay i had that problem with my husband who um ended up having um parkinson's disease and was not able to work that was a big chunk of my income that was a big chunk of the family's income so i know what it is firsthand to have um, a tragedy that was not um, for, that you could not foresee all of a sudden affect the money that comes into the house, and so that's why we have uh, Sister Sheila Tyson here, who is educating on us on the types of policies we should be looking at that, that will better protect you. I know that we can bombard it, like she said, in the mail uh, on your email with all types of insurance um, coverages, but just because and <laughs> they're advertising that it's cheap does not mean it is the best policy for you and could you go over that again one more time why some of the stuff we get in the mail is not proper because mainly because a lot of them are term insurance am i correct they turn but,
2: i have to hear the answer, say, i haven't done anything, anything. but they but turn, turn and then they do here or modified, modified. Mm. Meaning, meaning that if you, know, you, you die your family, Your family just gonna get, get the monthly, monthly premium that you pay, pay. into it. Okay, okay. Now, um, mainly though, that face that will that
1: face value diminish over time, or what? Some somebody, the, maybe yeah, maybe so. Uh, you uh, say, my, my. Yeah, I know everybody is unmuted. You're the only one
2: who's not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, some policies they have a decreasing face amount and increasing. You don't want that those type of policy. And a lot of those that come in the mail, first of all, our people will not read the policy. Most people do not read the policy, mm-hmm. and they need to read the little fine print that's on those policies that come in and they need to read on the television. They have the little fine print on the television, and it says two-year modified or two-year graded. But most people don't read that. Oh. Yeah, I've never heard of the modified uh, premium. I've never heard of that. Okay. Modified. See, and all policy have a two-year contingency clause. Meaning that if I wrote a policy on you, and you didn't tell me all the facts and the underwriter missed it in the mib board now the mib board stands for medical information bureau we all have one it's just like a credit card and everything it has all your medical history on it so let's say that we just bypassed it to, you had some kind of a severe health challenge and you died let's say six months after i wrote the policy well they're not going to give you, you no know, ten twenty or hundred thousand dollars it's um basically you didn't tell the truth um if you will insurance fraud but let's say if it was a two-year modified policy you told the truth and you had some health challenges well i like to sell the ones that says okay if the person die within the two years they're going to get all their money back but i like the interest rate i like companies that give up to 20 percent interest rate to the family and sometimes that could be huge. Right. Right. And then, but unfortunately, if people start looking at the television and then looking at a lot of that that come in the mail, all yes. of it is graded because they, don't, they haven't met you. You're just right. sending something in the mail. And remember I told you the insurance industry, is—is is, uh, if I didn't tell you, I'm telling you, it's for profit. It's not a non-profit organization. The insurance company is in business to make money. Amen. Amen. Are there any
1: questions out there? Um, Please chat your questions in if you have any questions. Um, This is all about financial literacy people. Uh, Some of us are not getting, well, none of us are getting younger. Amen. And some of us are are like in our 50s and beyond. And um, it's kind of, if you don't have an insurance policy, it's not, too late. You may not be able to get the big dollar amount uh, that you would probably prefer for your family, but there is something so that they don't have to take up a collection or like um, Ms. Tyson was saying, going on Facebook with a funny account trying to bury you. Amen? Correct. So let's do the right thing. Let's put something in place so that if you do go, your family don't have to worry about going to... The other family members uh, for money. Because everybody, you know, unless you got rich Uncle So and so out there, everybody, you know, is just making it, you know? A lot right. of people are just making it. And so you don't want to tax into the money that you have allocated for taking care of your family to help Cousin Susie um, bury their mama. You know what I mean? We're not, right. you know, exactly, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, when somebody dies unexpectedly and there's not an insurance policy uh in place. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Amen. And so that's why we mm-hmm. ship come here so that we can not and not it's just not for you, but we want you to take this conversation back to your family members. Check ask them, call your family members, ask them if they have insurance policies in place in case something happens. Ask them what kind of coverage they have. This is something not to just keep here amongst yourselves, but spread it throughout our communities. And I know, Sheila, you said that you go to, you talk to
2: churches, church, church members. Church. Um, amen. Amen. Here's another thing that I tell people when they say it's too expensive. It's not going to be too expensive for the people to sit down with me because I'm not going to be a pushy type salesperson because I want you to stay on the books. And I want you to get something that you can afford, because insurance is just like a smart board. You could always go back for more. I tell people you might need fifty thousand, but you can't afford fifty thousand. So let's just start at ten or five, right. and then next year we come back and get some more, and the next year we come and get some more. The but average, some, how much film? The average feeling? The average film you're looking at about eighty five hundred. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: And then, so so and. Me- At least you should have 10 10 to 12,000. I tell tell everybody, you should have at least 10. Yeah. Yeah. At least let's try to get you 10. Now, if you can't afford 10 at one walk, let's do five and get 10 later. Yeah. Yeah. But don't let the agent talk you into what you can afford. That's right. I'll tell you what you need and how we're going to get there. But I can't sit there and tell you um, what you can afford. But here's another thing that I'm I'm so passionate about, and it's happening a lot to our seniors. If you have a policy that's two years old, please put that policy under your mattress in the refrigerator somewhere and do not bring that policy out. Because if you have a policy that's two years old that passed the contingency period, Mm -hmm. I will not replace a policy that's over two years old. Because guess what? Let's suppose, you know, $50,000 policy, and the person say to me, oh, well, that's too expensive. I need to get something cheaper. Well, I'm going to get on the phone with you, with your company, and try to get that face and that premium reduced because it's past two years. A right. lot of times I meet people, they might have 5000 and they've been having 5000 for 10 years, and they know they want a traditional feeling. They want to leave their grandkids some some money. Well, I always count it like they say, well, I want to have at least 25000 So I always say you already have 5000 on the table because we're not going to do anything with this $5,000. you are going to put this policy up and not bring it out again mm-hmm. because that's going to be paid out regardless. Mm-hmm. And then we can add maybe an additional policy. But please, please, I say this all the time I say it, please do not let anyone replace your policy that's over two years old, unless you really know what you're doing. Now tell me and, this. Go ahead. And most of our people have no business, they have no business reason why they should be counseling politics. Okay. That's over two years old. All
1: right. All right. Now tell me this. um What is considered extravagant when planning for a funeral? Because I know you mentioned that when you said you hate when people plan all these. Be crazy generals when they should be making part of that money to the grandchild, even if it's five hundred dollars.
2: What do you consider extravagant? Okay, here's here's <laughs> where I'm playing. If you have a ten thousand dollar policy, you have no business having an eleven thousand dollar funeral, nine thousand dollar funeral, eight thousand in my opinion. If you only have ten thousand, right. you have no business having no extravagant funerals. Like. Fifteen thousand and twenty thousand, and 20,000, some of the things out here. Now, I know the film directors want me to shut up, and I'm trying not to step on their toes. Because <laughs> they're in business, too. It makes, it makes sense, though. It's kind of a sense. Right. And for my business directors out there, the film directors, and some of them have been some great referrals for me. So I'm not trying to step on their toes. But look at it this way. If I get more people insured, then they'll still make money. But... If you have a $10,000 policy, you have no business having no $11,000 deal. That's have, just Sheila talking. Right.
1: But, see, people, when they're distraught, they want Mama So-and-so to have the horse and
2: carriage and
1: stuff, even though Mama So-and-so just had $10,000. But we're going to make this happen for Mama So-and-so because she was great in the community.
2: You know what I'm saying? I'm exaggerating.
1: Right. But, but I
2: know exactly you what you're saying. Yeah. But, there again, I tell people all the time, we are the worst consumers. Right. Right. Okay, so if you didn't do anything for Martha so-and-so when she was alive, when yeah. she stretched out there stiff, that is not time to start wasting money. Wow. Now, that, now you said something right there. Amen. Amen. That is
1: so true. So so, the, the, so what we're trying to relay here, people, is that I know that your emotions are 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 out of control when you lose somebody that you really, really love. But look, let's let, let some cooler heads prevail and not let's not overdue on the funeral. Amen. Let's Amen. not buy let the expensive casket. Amen. Their yes. goals are always going to be with Jesus if that's where they're going. Amen. Amen. We don't, all that stuff is for us, it's not for them, it's for us. Amen. When you really think about it, it's Amen. not for this person because they're gone, it's for us. And, and the perception that you're trying to put out okay, let's let cooler heads prevail. Let's try to be reasonable when we're planning funerals. Let's not go over the top if we don't have over-the-top money is all I'm saying.
2: Is all I'm saying. <laughs> the church do not have money to bury your loved ones. The mm-hmm. pastor does not have money to help you put your funeral. And I tell people all the time, if you know your loved ones are going to want prime rib, steak, and lobster for a repast. You need to leave some money behind for them to do that because traditionally we know what we serve at our That's for the church is chicken, green beans, potato salad, maybe some spaghetti. So anything else over and above that, you need to leave some money and not have them thinking that the church should be responsible because your tithe is not a layaway plan for your funeral. (laughs) <laughs> Amen.
1: <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is true. That is very true. So I'm hoping that we have learned some things here. And we are I mean, we're joking right now, but this is like true stuff. This is stuff that happens every day. And I forgot about the whole repast because I think we do expect the church to, um, the church members to come up with the money for the repast. We, I, I've seen it happen over and over again. The funeral is paid, but the church is the church's responsibility to come up with the food for the repast if it's a member, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it, like you say, the 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 is not is not a layaway plan for the funeral. So yeah, right. You, you want to have you consider the repast when you're considering the funeral as well. Help the church out as well with food for your out-of-town guests, your family, church members, whatever have you. And even if it's just a couple of hundred dollars, give them something, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's a good point. I never even thought about that, but that is a good point. So I, I to sum everything up, we have 10 more minutes. Um, what do you want people to walk away with, uh, Ms. Sheila?
2: Well, I want them to walk away um, with being wiser, better consumers. And I want them to know that insurance is not to get out the mindset of death, death, just in case I die. Yes, you should have insurance for your final expense. Yes, you should have insurance in case when you die, your family won't be out trying to have a car wash and a chicken bake sale and all those kinds of things. And I want people to know that if they don't have insurance in their, in their 50s, they don't have to be ashamed. They should start somewhere and just, know that you could buy what you couldn't afford. Don't let the yeah. agent tell you, I'll push yeah. you into something you can't afford because I want the people to realize that once they start a policy, they need to commit to paying that policy each right. and every month, make sure right. that it's coming out their account. Now, I deal with people with checking accounts, because so that's what most companies want. They want them to and, come I, out. I, that,
1: just to have that money come out of your checking account. I a agree. Checking account. Yeah. Yes too. Uh, I have Ms Roslin out there. Did you have any questions, Ms Roslin? Uh, I have guest number six. Any questions? if you do, please this is your time to um, kind of type them in because we are um, we are down to our last eight minutes of the show. Again, this is the second uh, phase in our financial literacy, which is trying to help our people think and prepare for the future. And I was saying in the, in the last show that I had, we don't know what kind of economic um, issues we're going to encounter after the next election. We have, we have, you know, we don't know who, whoever gets to, is to be the president. You know, we don't know what the with the with the how that's going to affect you know economics for us going in the future. So the more we can plan, the more we can plan to make sure that. In case of whatever happens, we still have our little nest egg that we can fall back on. This is the time to prepare. Amen. Thank you, Miss Ross. She has no more questions, but great information. So thank you, Miss Sheila, because you have given us some great information. But basically, we're just trying to help. I just want to help my listeners. I just want to help the people out there know that... Um, you never know. Like I said, I keep saying this because it's happened to me. You never know when things are gonna change. You never know when you're gonna lose your job. You never know when your loved one is gonna get sick. If you're married, you never know if your husband's health is gonna hold out throughout throughout your marriage. You just never know. You never, know. Just never know. And so we need. not why insurance is there. We need to plan for these things. Like I said, it helps with his disability, not having to pay for his insurance policy anymore. I had that writer on there. Wish I hadn't had the one where. It helped in long-term care. I didn't. So that's one of the things to ask for, Um, having waiver a premium when you're unable to pay in in case of, uh, you know, in case you lose your job. I had that in place. That helped me out. So these are the things to ask for. Um, What we've learned is you want to stay away from term insurance at all costs. But I understand it because it is the cheaper uh, insurance out of the whole and universal life. But what you want you, but if at all possible, you want your policies to be able to build up a cash value. And you get that in your whole and universal life policies, correct?
2: Right. Correct. If you over a certain age, again, I'm gonna say that if they come to me for terms, because it's, and their reason is because it's cheaper, I'm not the agent to write that. Right,
1: right. Amen. And I
2: and I understand that. And, and what I love about you, it sounds like this is your job,
1: but it's also your ministry that you kind of combine them into one. Amen. Okay.
2: Correct. Amen. Okay. Listen, I tell people all the time there's two things, in my opinion, that you need you need assurance and insurance. Amen. Yeah. Huh. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I
1: love it. I love that. All right. So tell us how can we find you? Miss Sheila and your business. And if you, if anybody have more questions on insurance
2: that they want to buy, um I
1: contact
2: you. Well, I'm on Facebook, and I spell Sheila S H E L I A, and then it's L Tyson. That's my Facebook business page.
1: Uh-huh. And then
2: my phone number. I need to Google me Sheila Tyson S H E L I A, and then my number is one eight hundred. 720-5182, and they could call me. Now, huh? I used to give out my cell number, but when I give my cell number in this kind of form, I get called all time in life because sometimes these calls go way out in the East Coast somewhere. I know. I Yes. And if they call me, I answer their question. I'm not a pushy sales person. Mm-hmm. Um, if You can't afford it. You don't want it. Need it. Can't afford it. I won't write it.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: But the important people, um, you heard
1: her information. If you don't have an insurance agent and you have some questions about insurance, please contact Miss Sheila. She has a wealth of information that she can share with you, so that you will make the right decision, and that, and more importantly, that you will be properly protected. That's, that's, that's more than anything. And my insurance agent, I just want to say, she has since retired, and she is now, from what I understand, living back east and is a little senile. But I can thank that woman so much. I wish I had a little opportunity oh, for purchasing my own insurance. But as far as my family members, She protected them, and she protected them well. And I am so grateful to her today. And every time I don't have to pay my insurance premium because it's all taken care of, I just thank her. I just thank her. Amen, amen. So insurance agents are very important. It's very important that you have a great rapport with them. and Articulate your needs to them so that they can give you the product that will work best for you and your family. Amen. Amen. And with that, if there are no questions, I just want to thank my guest, Ms. Sheila Tyson, for all of your wealth of information. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and the information you provided for us. Not only that, but I feel in your spirit. I feel that this is a ministry that you are very passionate about and that you're very passionate about helping our people. Amen? Amen. Amen. And for those of you online, please, I ask you to please check out our website, two 25 uh, cl.com. We have a wealth of entertainment on there for you. Uh, we have a 24/7 radio station that has all kind of music on there. We have independent movies and music for your for you to buy for your viewing and listening pleasure. We are a um, uh, all encompassing entertainment uh, uh, website. So please check us out. We have we have, we're going to be doing some big things in 2016. So please check us out. Follow us. On Facebook. Um, you can also follow me, Sandra Keys to the Kingdom, that's Keys, K E Y E S 2, the number 2 of the Kingdom, on Facebook. I like to hear your comments. I want to know what you would like to hear on this radio show. I'm new, and so I'm trying to, this is all about informing people. I also do um, information regarding the gospel music industry. Every week is different but let me know what you want to hear and we will definitely talk about it also my condolences go out to muhammad ali and the family there was a beautiful service today on television if you were not privy to it, it it was great if you can i don't know if you can um if it's on demand or whatever but check it out i thought it was really great they had some great speakers on there um and he was just a beautiful soul uh, who was no longer with us so again uh condolences to his family from T L and Keys to the Kingdom. And with that, if there's no other questions, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to Keys to the Kingdom. Tune in next week. I don't know what the talk is gonna be about, but it's gonna be good, okay?